Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Black Femme Kitchen. I am your resident Virgo, Soeli. Um, I am so honored, privileged, blessed, any of those words that you can think of to have a dear friend, soul family, um, join me today. Um, she is going to tell a little bit about herself because I can give you her whole CV, but I don't know how much of that she wants me to share. Um, but without further ado, Millie Velez, can you please tell the people about you and we can get started. Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really, really excited to be on this podcast, um, mostly because of our background and also because it's going to be released on the Day of Love. But um, and, and also, um, thank you for respecting my privacy, because I know you do know a lot more than I am willing to share at this time. Um, so a little about me, I have been in the social services field for over 25 years um, as of this year. And um, I share love with the world and I have always shared love with the world. So that's why I'm so excited to, to be on this podcast, especially because it is being released on the day of love. Um, thank you and, and thank you for that. And I before we get into, I just want to say that at least in my experience, the type of love you give is real life-saving love. And um that's why when I thought about doing a Valentine's Day episode, I was like, who could I who could I like share community with on this day? And it was you. So I am so grateful that you're grateful. Um to be here and honored um so enough of the fanning um that's <laughs> happening i'm wondering if you can for us kind of de- like say how you define love um for you what is your personal definition of love well love can be shared in so many different ways but i think that um the 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 short definition of love is just having a, a deep affection for for another person, uh, another thing, because you can also you, you can also love things and you can also mm. love pets and, and it doesn't have to be in the human. Um, but just having a deeper affection um, for something else in the universe. Mm. I love that. I love the deeper affection for something else in the universe. I think that... I mean, you also know me and you know that I'm I'm all into the spiritual things and thing like things like that. And I think that I agree with you. I think that it is a form of connection that isn't just surface level, it's deep. So I appreciate that. Um But no, but we don't have to we don't have to keep it short. Give me give me more. What what is the long version of um of love's definition? So the long, long version is, I guess when you, when you, the, I'll go back to the deeper affection. We, we show love in so many different ways um, and we can, we can show love. I think people, people look at love as, again, only between two, two people um, and they, most people think about it as sexual nature or um, a connection but it, it goes beyond that. So I will say like a, a, a definition of love is, you know, the work that we do in the community, the work that we do through social services um, and the love that we share 
with 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 other people through through um through the work that we do um love could be you know just just making um making a phone call in the morning to, to check up on someone i know you've done that for me many times where you will just call in and say hey how, how are you doing this morning and and i feel that love when when you do that um and i think people people look for so much more when they when they look at at love and that's what um gets lost in the translation of of people not understanding really what what love is and and not, and not being satisfied hmm. and not being content because it it is it can be something really small and it doesn't have to be only between intimate partners it can be between friends it can be between coworkers it can be shared with a, it can be shared with a stranger on the street um, mm-hmm. someone just needing help on the street and you and you and you help them in some way or form or just being kind to that person that's showing love to another person um and i think people people look at it in this broad term or in this broad definition when it doesn't need to be all of that and then that's what creates the the loss for what really love is about i love that as i'm listening to you speak it seems like for you love is a form of care and that is the, like, that is it, right? Like, it's not above, uh, not about grandiose gestures, and it's not about, um, you know, having to seek ways to be intimate with people. It's just about showing um, deep and natural care. Exactly. So in what ways, and, and yeah, you're right. That is one of my biggest ways of showing love is just checking on my friends, just calling in saying, hi, how are you doing? Is there anything happening? Can I support you? What ways can I support you? Um, and just knowing that, and I think it's a reflection of, of things that I have needed at different points in times where I just haven't been okay and haven't known how to communicate um, that I wasn't in a place of safety or, or care for myself. Um, and so in reflection, I know that that's something I've needed at different points. So being able to just give that love that I know I needed um, to other people, I think that's that's part of who I am now is a, is a person who shows that. And I remember too, you were like, no, no, I don't need that. And I, I did it anyway. <laughs> um, and then you at, at, at a, another point were like, actually you really appreciated that. And I think that, some of that comes from experiences of loss of love. Um, And if you're willing to, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that because um, I think that. I think that's a great segue into it because as you were speaking about that and how, you know, you're checking in on me and I'm saying, I don't need it. And then later on, you know, saying how much I appreciate it um, had a lot to do with, with, with past experiences. Um, so in August of 2020, I experienced a nervous breakdown, um, due to several things. Some of them were, were personal. Um, I was going through a really bad separation with my husband of 23 years at that time, actually tomorrow on Valentine's day would have been our 25th year anniversary um and at the same time I was also um the stress of the pandemic and um and also things that were also happening in my place of employment at that time 
just became too much for me. It was, you know, there was just too much right at that moment happening. Um, I also live with fibromyalgia, which is a nervous system disorder. So my nervous system is already impacted and having those three combinations, like that, that storm happening all at one time caused me uh, a nervous breakdown. And what I found during that time is that the people that I shared the most love with and the most concern and the most care and the most deepest affection for were were the were not the people that were there for me. And and I say most because I, I, I will say and I I have to say my um children um were remarkable, still still are remarkable to till today. And I don't know how I could have gotten through that time if it wasn't for them. Um, and I, and obviously I've shared a lot of love with them and, um, and they shared that love back with me. But, um, during that time there were, there were so many other, other people, um, outside of, you know, my children that I would have expected that if I needed help or I needed caring for would have been there. And those were the people that that were not there and did not understand what I was going through and did not check in on me, did not do wellness checks during a time when I really did require wellness checks. When you started checking in on me, that's one of the reasons why I said, you know, I don't need this because I needed it, you know, in August, 2020. And you of course didn't going on with me during that time, but right. you know, the people that did were the ones that I would have thought would have been, you know, contacting me and, and they were not. Right. And that, um, to me, I say today is, was the perfect storm because mm-hmm. it really took me to look within, to self-reflect, to say, you know, where did I go wrong? Um, some of the things that, that, that happened during that time were horrible. And I'm not making excuses for anyone and saying, you know, oh, they did that to me and I'm stronger and that's great because I don't want to send that message. But um I had to really reflect and say, you know, there there were there were signs, there were things that 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 happened. There were times where things were said that I just brushed them off, or things that happened and that were were very visible in front of me that I just brushed them off. And um, when I shouldn't have, when I should have used my voice, when I should have stood up for myself, when I should have said, no, this is enough. I'm not taking this anymore, and I didn't. And um, I did it. And it took me all of that to get to that place where I had to, you know, do that self-reflection and see that and see, okay, you know, what role did I play in, in this and, and how can I prevent this from happening again? Cause I don't ever want to get to that, to that place again. It was a very scary place. It was a very hurtful place. And I will say today I'm still healing. I don't want to act like mm-hmm. I'm you know, 100% healed. I'm not 100% healed. The, the wounds are still, it's still open. Um, but, um, but I found to love myself more and, mm-hmm. and to feel more. Like it, it's strange, but I, I feel like now I'm at a place where, you know, I feel things more for, for other human beings where I didn't feel, I think I was, I was, you know, I was walking, I was working on overdrive, trying to make everyone else happy. And I wasn't making myself happy. And I also was, was numb and and now that I've done that deep reflection and that and I'm going through that healing journey and I know what I want um I feel I feel more for for people it it, it um I'm more 
more impacted emotionally by things and not in a bad way. Um, it's not, you know, I'm not sitting at home crying every time. I'm just, I, I'm noticing things that I didn't notice before. And I think that that's when people speak about, you know, spiritual awarenesses and spiritual awakenings. I'm like, you know, is this, is this, it? is it was, you know, I hear spiritual awakenings are, are messy and they're not as, as glamorous as people think. And I'm like, I think that's what happened to me. I think I had a spiritual awakening and it, um, it caused me to really look within internal and say, okay, you know, how do I keep showing up in the world, a big, a, a stronger version of myself showing up in the world? And how do I make sure that this never happens to me again? Yeah, I thank you for sharing that. And I, I do want to dig a little deeper into the spiritual awakening piece of it. But I think something that I caught you that you said, and I, I'm wondering To me, it, I don't know what word you would use, um, but the word that I that's coming to me is betrayal, right? Or um, mm-hmm. lack of authenticity. It seems like folks that you believed cared about you, loved you, um, and hopefully as much as you love them, then weren't present when you needed them to be the most, when it was very obvious and very clear that you needed them to be um, to be that for you. And I'm wondering, because what I'm hearing is you took that experience and you took that clear communication because something I've been learning too is that silence is a form of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you took that and somehow were able to not only do the internal work to, to notice where you messed up too, where you yourself were self-gaslighting and not and not speaking up for yourself, right? During like, during times uh, prior to that, prior to the nervous breakdown. Um, and instead find a way to love more deeply for humanity, even though there were particular people that you expected would care for you and provide for you and check in on you when it was obvious that you weren't in a good place. And I'm wondering how you were able to make that transition from, <laughs> I've been harmed by people I thought loved me, I thought I shared community with, to I am now able to see, or I'm now able to love harder for mm-hmm. folks that I don't even know or for, for my community. And that, and that was the difficult work. Mm. That was where it was difficult um, because we always talk about the things that we say to ourselves. Mm. And yes, it was, it was that betrayal and it was, you know, I thought these people cared for me. I thought these people loved me. Not, not, and I, and, and I say it all the time and people laugh when people say, I love you. I always say, I love you more. And I always feel that I do love people more. And right. in that case, I was like, okay, you know, I thought they, they, I knew I loved them more, but I thought they loved me. And, um, and, you know, that's where it was difficult because then I started saying things to myself that, that I shouldn't have, um, you know, how could this have happened to me was, you know, was I dumb? Did I, did I, how could I not notice this? This was right in my face. Like, you know, why am I blind? Why am I blinded um, by allow people like this in my life? I started attacking me mm-hmm. and. I had to go to something that, you know, it's, 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 it's used all the time. Hurt people, hurt people. Mm. And that's when I started understanding 
that those people are were also hurt. Mm. Um, don't know the definition of family because mm. family to me, um, you are there. You know, my 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 kids are my family, and if someone messes with them, and I don't care if they are across the world, I've known to jump on planes in the in a heartbeat and be in a, be at the airport within an hour because someone messed with my child because that's my family. I've known to jump in my car and drive across the GW bridge. Doesn't matter what time in the night because that is my family in the Bronx. You know, if they need me, I'm going to be there. Um, and that's when I said, you know, my definition of, of family and of love is, is very different for, for the people that, 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 and that is because of their past and because of their traumas that they haven't healed because of their traumas that they haven't um, d- d- gone within to, to check. Um, and, and that's where I was sort of able to empathize in a way with them and not that, you know, um, I, I always say this because I always ask myself, you know, they, I, would I forgive these people? Um, and I say, yes, I would forgive people just because that, again, is for me and it's not for anyone else. But I don't have to grant access to people, mm. I grant access to myself to people anymore. You know, that doesn't mean that because I, I can forgive people because I empathize with the situation and I, and, or I can forgive because I need to forgive for myself. It doesn't mean that they need to be allowed back in my life. Because what what was done in no way, in no way, no one, I said this the other day, um, I said, and and I know we're going to get into the spiritual stuff, but I said, even if God himself came down from the sky right now, could convince (laughs) me that what was done to me was done in love. Not even God can convince me because it wasn't. But I, but I did understand, I did, I did find a way to understand that those people are hurt people mm-hmm. and that they are, they are more. And in this instance, they're more hurt than me. Right. Because I'm a hurt person, but I didn't turn to around and hurt other people when I could have, mm-hmm. there were, there were many, many opportunities. There were many different things that I could have done. And, and I did it, although I was hurt. So right. that to me is like, that's another level of hurt that, that I don't know. And I don't ever want to know. And that I'm not responsible for. I'm responsible mm. for myself, and that and that's all I can I can do: heal myself, and then share what I've learned with others, and hopefully help them help them heal as well. I think I'm going to challenge that a little bit. I do think yeah. that what was done was done out of love, but out of love of self, mm. and I think yeah. that. When you love yourself more than you do anyone else, mm-hmm. you miss the fact that you don't actually love yourself. I think that if we're going into the spirituality piece, I personally think that we're all we're we are all f- forms of each other, right? Mm-hmm. We're all mirror images of each other. The things you don't like in someone else is because there are things that you don't like in yourself. And I think that you and I have talked about this as we've been doing the work of lifting and breaking in generational curses. And 
when you are called to do that work, it's not easy. And those burdens are heavy. And I think that that is part of what happened because I had a similar experience that I've talked about. Um, and, and, and part of the experience of psychosis, I didn't know who I could trust, right? Mm-hmm. Folks that I thought cared about me and, 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 and loved me and, and shared community with me actually looked like demons, actually were not human to me at one point. And then as the the mania started to subside, I realized it's because they love themselves more than they possibly could love me. And and I think I think that's where folks like you and I get confused or you know, past tense because we're not there anymore, right? It's like right. nope, right. at this point, the worst thing I could do about you besides you no. Know, all the all the things that you've done and, and say and talk bad about you, whatever, is you don't have access to me anymore. Right. But it's it's the it's realizing how incredibly selfish and self-protective that folks can be, I think, also contributed to the, the sort of mutual experience that we had and, and confusion of, well, who, how, how, how could I, if I said that I care about myself at all, how can I have let someone into my life, into my circle, know intimate parts of me and they be this kind of person? I think that I agree with you that that, that was one of the hardest things is how, you know, how do I, how, how did I let this happen to myself? How do I not let it happen again? And I think the the tricky part is how do I not let it happen again while still maintaining that I'm a person deserving and re- open to receiving actual authentic love and care? Yeah, and I think I think with what you just said, the key word is selfish because as you were saying, you know, they they love themselves and I'm thinking, but but that's foreign to me because mm. I've gone through this and, and, and I've learned to love myself differently. Right. But I still couldn't see myself hurting another human being in that in that way. And I think the key word is selfish. I because I, I, I also couldn't see myself being that selfish in in in, in, in life at all. Period. You know, just being selfish, period. Um I'm not a selfish person. You know, I, I've I've shared with the world for 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 many years, and and I can I will continue to do that because I think one that's my purpose in life, and two that's just who I am. And if I allow someone to change that, then you know I allow them to take a piece of me that I'm not willing to 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 let them take. They took enough, and that they're not going to mm. take away from me. Um, but I think also you know. Just how do you how do you find love again? Um, was really difficult. I was I will say that you know I took it took me a year and a half to even start thinking about you know how you know do will I will I ever date again? Will I ever want to 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 share my my life with with another individual? Um, and I thought for a long time I was like no this is it I'm 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 you know, I turned 50 this year and I was like, you know, it's, it's 50. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay alone. Um, for the, um, and 
and then it, as I kept healing and I kept, you know, doing a lot of that, um, digging deeper, I felt, no, I wanted to give love a, a second chance, but I, I am, um, I'm observing more. And I will say that, you know, when I did say I'm ready or I thought I was ready, I, I went into it and I sort of like dove deep into it and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then it was sort of me forcing it because now I'm ready. I waited all this time. I did all this work and it's like, okay, here I am. I want, I want to, I want to experience, um, and and, and I want to experience just the romance. I mean, I didn't even say love. I just want to experience the romance and, I started digging deep and, and then I had to take some steps backwards because what I noticed was, and this is a journey, a healing journey. What I noticed was I was sort of repeating those same mistakes again. Mm. I was, I was settling and I was like, okay, you know, oh, it's okay. This is okay. I was brushing things under the rug and I, I haven't dated, but just, you know, and speaking to other individuals and getting up to the point where I wanted to like, you know, date. And I started noticing like, okay, you know, after I would have conversations, oh, you know, that's, this person's not really my type, you know, maybe I need to give it, um, I give, need to give it a chance or this person, um, I really don't, don't have anything in common, but maybe I need to just try. And then that's when I was like, no, I'm settling. I, I did all this work. I know where I went wrong. I know what I want, I know who I am and I want someone that, that, you know, wants the same things like me, but that can also compliment me and that can also be there for me so that I don't get myself in the same place where I'm giving too much, but not getting much in return. Cause it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I need, I need someone also that I can, that I can sort of, you know, talk things to. And when I did, when I had, you know, I took those steps back and, um, and then I had, had to stop again and say, okay, you know what? I'm not talking to anyone else because I need to figure this out. I'm not going to go into this this way. It, it's weird because I started um, I started seeing people again. And it, I think it's because of the, like, the emotional part that I feel for people. I started seeing people very differently. And mm-hmm. um, not to say too much, but, you know, like, people that... Um, so I've always been into it and people laugh because I, I say I've always been into the, 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 the bad boy personality, the, the, <laughs> the, the quote unquote, the thug, you know, I'm, I'm from the Bronx, from North New Jersey. And that's what always was what has always interested me. I'm like, you know what? Give me, you know, that bad boy image and that and I am like, oh, my God, I love it, you know, and the bad boys are no longer attractive to me. Mm. Because I think that's where I went wrong. And, and I'm sorry <laughs> if you have a bad boy image and you are a great person. But that just, to me, was like, you know what? I think that this is where I've, where I've gone wrong in my, in my past. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect myself. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think. That personality. There's other personalities out there for me. <laughs> I think that, you know, someone's out there to love the bad boys. That's fine. But I'm thinking, yes. too, that part of that might be the the helper in you right like maybe part of it is the oh I can help you I can fix you right I can love you in ways that you've been missing versus the word that you used earlier I need someone to compliment me yes 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 you nailed it yes 
yes that's exactly what it is and that's probably why also i'm like i don't want to do that anymore i'm tired right you want someone who can help you you want someone who's gonna you know show you that same authentic loving care and it's going to be fulfilling right right it's not going to drain your we can both pour into each other yes yes (laughs) absolutely and it's funny Millie because I think that since talking to you I've also realized that I've been doing the same thing I've been settling for less I've been trying to sit down and wonder how can I play this little game of chess whereas I'm like actually I don't want to do that if I wanted to play chess I could play chess by myself right Mm -hmm. like I prefer instead to work on my craft work on you know school work on myself than try to to waste my energy and my spirit on Mm -hmm. something or someone that's not trying to give me the same energy back right and I think that I don't know like just listening to you talk I think that I also believe in attraction right and the attraction not in the oh you look cute I look cute something's happening but attraction in my spirit, my vibration is being raised because I'm doing the self-work. I'm doing the self-healing. And so I'm going to attract someone who also has been healing, has been doing stuff. And we, we've been mentioning a lot of hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. I think that healing people heal people. Yes. Right? And I think that's what I've been leading more into is if I'm over here doing the work, if I'm over here going to therapy, you know, figuring out ways to not have codependent relationships, how to have those difficult conversations where I'm like, I care about you and I love you, but I also love me. So I can't keep caring about you in the same ways you have to do your work yourself, right? If, I've, if I'm able to be in that space, then I'm going to attract someone who's also in that space. And that's how we can complement each other. I think that a lot of times folks think when we're thinking about love, divine love, or however love shows up for you, because, you know, poly exists, all these other forms of love exist, um, mm-hmm. ethical non-monogamy. I think that we always think like, oh, we're supposed to be two halves of one whole or however your love um and relationships form but instead I really like the word compliment I really like the word of I'm whole by myself yes you're an addition yes um, and, and you have to be and you right. have to go into relationship whole and, and 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 to your point we we are healers and that's another reason why we need someone to compliment us because the work that we do alone is exhausting. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, we, 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 the stories that we hear and the work that we do to, to help other people lift themselves up. And, you know, and then we can't, you know, come, come home or even if we're, you know, you're not living with a person, but you're, you're dating a person. You, 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 and then now you're doing that same work, that person, but then who's, again, who's pouring into you? Who's complimenting complimenting you um and and giving and reciprocating what 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 you're putting out not only to that person but what you're putting out to the world because you're not only doing this for that other person you're doing this for the world you're doing this for other people every single day of your life you you need you need someone to do some of that for you too Mm. Wow. And see, that's why you can't, that's why you can't do the bad boys. Okay. That's why someone else has to do it. No, but I, I think sorry, you... bad boys. That's it. <laughs> Can I go turn good first and then come holler at Millie? I think, that, 
I think that you really do, do the healing work and then come home. Right. And it's not easy. <laughs> and that's something I think is really important is it's not easy. No one is saying it's easy. It's not easy. And because no. it's not easy, you deserve a love that is easy. And I love that. Yes. I love the way you just said that. <laughs> Because it's, it, it is difficult, as I, I, you know, and I said it, I don't want people to think, you know, uh, you know, I, I did this work for a year and a half and, and that's it. It's gone. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a process. It's a journey. I'm still doing it. I still have, have bad days. And when I have those bad days, I really need to like really talk to myself and remind myself all the work that I've done. But and yeah. that's exactly why I need, I need a love that, that, that is easier. That is easy. That, that, that on those days can can uplift my soul and uplift my spirits, mm-hmm. you know, so that I'm not constantly digging myself back up from there by myself. <laughs> right. And I, and I mean, I think that's what it is. You want a spiritual love. You want a divine sort of pairing love, not an earthly one. Not that there's anything wrong with what, that, right? Mm-hmm. There isn't. Um, but for me, what's coming out is like, we want a love that feels like a breeze and not going mm-hmm. to say that like, there won't be challenges, right? Because that's yes. not true. I always think about relationships if we're talking about specifically two people as a tree, two trees growing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be cracks and there's going to be bends and there's going to be, you know, tough portions of it, but you always are reaching towards the sky. Right. And... But someone who's also willing to put in that work as yes. well. Where that 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 that's the key. It's like it, the, there is no perfect relationship, and and you're constantly going to be working on things, and and people have frustrations, and people have so many different things that they bring to the relationship, different paths and different stuff. But someone who's also willing to put in the work, someone who's willing to put in the work for themselves, willing to put in the work for me, um, and. And understand also that, you know, some days we are going to have, we are going to have, have bad days. And then it's like, you know, the, the next day, you know, let's, let, let's figure this out. What, what, what went wrong? Don't, mm. don't shut down. Don't shut down and expect me to do all the heavy, heavy lifting again. Come that, on, heavy lifting. <laughs> that I said, come on, heavy lifting. That's what I tell you. That's something I was, I've been thinking about on my on my mind is like all this work is so heavy I'm like I just want to put it down I'm like that's that's where I'm at who can I give it to right yes. is all of this stuff is heavy I want to I want to put it in someone else's hands and that is how I know I found my person is by I not only can I put this in your hands I can trust you to hold it until I'm ready to pick it back up again yes. Um, or, or to help me lift it because sometimes right. you need both both to lift it. So let's, right. let's lift this together. But but also the key is what you just said also, which is, you know, that I can trust you to to hold it when when I need you to hold it. And the same way you could because you can trust me to hold it when I need to hold it. Right. I need to be able to trust you too when when you need to hold it. Not that you're going to I'll go back to, you know, the beginning of this conversation. Not that you're going to take and when I need it. You're gonna drop it or leave me there to pick it up by myself, and right. you're out. <laughs> right. No. And I, and I, and I mean that's exactly it, right? That's exactly what I meant. Is you needed someone else to hold it then, then and there, and not only they didn't even look at it. And I think right. that in my stuff, I had a, a a sort of opposite experience where folks were able to hold it, but they were holding it for ulterior motives. 
And I think that that is the, that is the, where I got lost to the point of, I started hoarding it because I got scared that if I show any weakness, if I show that I'm not doing okay anymore, if I show in like any inch of vulnerability again, the minute that someone showed up for me, I would automatically allow them in, even though they didn't deserve access to me. And I think that's the biggest lessons I've been learning is exactly what you said is just because at one point there was love shared does not mean it needs to be love returned. Mm-hmm. And that is a lesson that the universe will show. Like the, the whole thing of being stabbed in the front <laughs> is, <laughs> had been so true. And mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's almost like a, like a scary movie where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people that you think are, the heroes are actually the villains and the villains, you know, actually aren't as bad as they seem. It's just all misunderstandings and you just get so confused and lost and just wandering around in a maze the entire time that I think that the only way to have gotten out of it, exactly like you said, is to have been doing that internal work and the only way to stay out of it, right, is by continuing to do it. And, and and again, it it is it is a journey. You have to continue right. to do it, and 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 there are going to be times where you know that that stuff might might resurface, um, and and that's when you're going to be fighting yourself harder because it is it is you know it is a a battle between you and yourself. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And and that was going to be my question when when it feels like that when you have those days of you know, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, when you have those days, when you have those bad days, how are you able to come out of it and and still choose yourself? How are you able to continue the journey? I've gotten a lot better at self-regulating and also Mm -hmm. noticing when those things are starting to, to resurface. And, and again, it, you know, it depends on, on the day where, where I am at. Um, if, you know, I, I like to jog, um, I like to walk. So sometimes, you know, if, if those things resurface, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go jogging today because I need, I need these endorphins in my brain. And I need to fight off um, the past that's trying to, to come back to the front of my brain. And I, and then there's other days where it's just me talking to myself and reminding myself that I need to live in the present. I can't, I can't keep going to the past mm. because I can't change the past. And I don't know what the future holds. All I know is in this present moment, what I am doing and what I hope to do in the future, and I can work towards that, but I can't change what happened in the past. I, if I could, you know, if I had a magic wand or a time capsule and I could, I would go back and there there would be some things I would change and some things I wouldn't. Um, but but I, I, I can't do that. So I have to remind myself on days when I can't, you know, go running or I can't go and turn on the music and dance just to, you know, forget about things. It's just me just going back to my brain and saying, you have to live in the present. And mm-hmm. when you keep going to the past, those people are winning. Mm. You're, you're allowing them to 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 win. You're allowing them to occupy space in your brain. 
you, you can't do that anymore. You're in a different place. And, it, and it's difficult. And it's difficult because it is a lot of self-regulation and it is a lot of noticing certain behaviors that are coming on or certain things that are happening and just having to find ways to, to get it out of your head. And the, and the moment it comes to, to my brain, I'm like, nope, this is not, this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to do this because I need to live in the present and I have big plans for the future. And I have a beautiful granddaughter upstairs that I need to show her a better future mm. and a stronger woman. You are preaching today on Auckland's <laughs> Day. It's Sunday. And <laughs> the reason I'm saying you were about to have her cry in the house. <laughs> the reason I say that is that's something I've been working on in therapy. So my therapist likes to in terms of uh, my emotional regulation, right, is um, sort of give me chips, right? Like, uh, like at that you get at AA meetings where you're going through recovery, right? And she likes, she's been saying like, what could you have done differently? And I'm like, well, I could have done this. I could have done that. No, no, no. You didn't get your chip yet. <laughs> and I think it's exactly that. It's exactly, I keep, going back to what happened. I keep going back to that one sentence. I keep going back to the mania. I keep going back to the, you know, and realizing that the future I thought I had mm. is not going to happen anymore because of one person's mm-hmm. decision, right? Mm-hmm. And realizing that, you know, and, and something we've talked about is like, how do you close a chapter? How do you receive closure when that person will not give it to you and also does not deserve access to you to even try to give it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've been doing this, this mantra that I created of like, what's past is past. What's done is done right now. I call in peace. The battle is won. Right. Like trying over and over again to not let myself dissociate back to that space because we're in a whole different year. Right. Mm-hmm. We're in a whole different year. And I've been in this place of, Am I going to keep doing this until it's July 2022? Am Mm -hmm. I going to keep doing this until, you know, like, am I going to keep doing this and repeating this stuff and punishing myself? I think a level of it is when I start to feel good about myself and who I am, it it starts to resurface the, the, the spinning and the ruminating. And I think some of it is about exactly what you're saying. Like, you have to be stronger. And not in a, you know, pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get over it kind of way, excuse me, but in a, you did not get this far, your ancestors did not bring you this far to only get this far. Right. And, ooh, I you just saying that, I think, too, as part of it is noting and recogni- recognizing those small victories of, I'm not who I was right? I'm not where I used to be. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And how do we keep moving forward? How do we keep progressing? And I think that something I I had been saying was, I'm in my future, and I'm in my present. 
And that is freaky, right? Is the, mm-hmm. I have always been looking to, well, one day I'm going to be this and one day I'm going to be that. And I, and I'm, and I am that, right? I am a person right. who knows who I am. I've named myself. I'm a person who cares about folks. I'm a person who has family. I, I have like chosen family who did not throw me away when I was out here causing all kinds of harm, right? And now it's, now that I know who I am and the person I want to be and know that I have a special kind of energy and a, and a, and a, and a blessing, right. Of being able to heal others. How do I use that gift or how do I recognize it as a, a gift rather than a burden? I think the other day you and I were talking and I was like, this is heavy. This is, I don't know what to do with this. And you said, be honored that I had that ability, be honored that I was having that experience. And I think part of me was like, I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. What do you mean be honored? Like part of me, I don't want it. Like, I don't, I don't want that. But I I think that (laughs) I was so serious. I was like, no, thank you. What you talking about? Be honored. (laughs) What you mean be honored? (laughs) I'm over here scared and shaking and crying. What do you mean be honored? And I, I think that, and you saying that and me reflecting that it's no, how many people get to say that they have a gift like that? How many yeah. people get to say that they survived, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because we both could have almost died. How many people get to say that they survived something like that and are able to still be here, right. be alive, be able to give that testimony of we went through it. Here's how to come out on the other side. Things might be a little different. Right. Like I, I, I still, my vision is still messed up. I have a neuro consultation happening, but when I stop and people, you know, in my circle, are like, do you realize how much you've been through? Do you realize you're getting your master's? Do you realize this, that, the third? And I'm like, oh, good point. Great point. <laughs> I think that's part of what love and care is is having those folks to remind you of that the fact that you had your children to you know sort of reverse the roles in and caring for you right when you were going through that I think that I think that's something that's heavy and also beautiful right like they could have very easily just been like I don't know what's wrong I don't know what's happening you know you figure it out right especially because they're older they have their own things happening but instead and you're the mom you're supposed to be right right Right. exactly (laughs) exactly exactly what I was getting exactly that and and you weren't in a space to do that and I know that's probably part of what hurt you too is that not only were you not okay, you couldn't take care of them, right? What doesn't feel and natural. family's big for me. And, yeah. and, and, and like, how can I not, I'm in a place where I can't even take care of my family because it was, it was that deep level of, of hurt. But I think it, it goes back to, yes, celebrate the small victories, but celebrate the survivor in you. Mm. And that is something that I self-reflect a lot on. You know, I've, I've, you know, that was really bad, but I also have a, a past full with, filled with, with, um, right. with chronic trauma and I, I've survived so many things and I'm like, 
I have to celebrate that. I, I had a um, conversation with, with a social worker friend of mine. And when I was describing to her, you know, the two things that happened to me simultaneously, especially because both of um, those situations I had, you know, given to over, over two decades of my life to. Um, and she said, how did you survive? And I didn't even like blink when she said that and the more I think about it and the more I thought about it I was like yeah it does I am a survivor and how did I survive that because when you know we've we've all heard these stories when there's like you know people that have been together for many years and one of them um you know dies or something happens to them and then the other person can't survive because they've been with them so long that their their system just can't take it I believe and maybe their heart can't take it yes and I had I didn't have one of those things happen to me. I had two happen to me simultaneously mm-hmm. at the same time um, during a pandemic. Like I want to add during a pandemic while, while, while living with a nervous system disorder. And when I, the more I thought about it and I kept adding all those things to it, I was like, I need to celebrate that I am a survivor because many people wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have survived that let alone came out stronger from it right and that and that's what I need to celebrate and that's some of the self-regulating that I do when I see myself going backwards it's like no you did the work and you are a survivor and you survived so many things and you survived this and and this is your purpose in life and and you're you know you're you're a badass you know sometimes I think <laughs> to myself that way too I'm like you're a badass and you need to celebrate yourself and and not get yourself in that bad place um but it is celebrating the survivor in you and celebrating the small victories. Any little thing that happens, I'm like jumping up and down and celebrating now. I, I love that. So I love that. I, and I think the part of that that I love the most is the, because we also hear, oh, she survived, she's a survivor, and and this, that, the third. But you're talking about recognizing it. And not even, and not, and not even the adage of, oh well, you know, you survived this to help somebody else. It's no, no, no. I survived this because I survived it, not for anyone else. And I think that's the self love piece that yes. a lot of folks are missing, and the self love piece that we were missing at that time, because we just cared so much about doing the work. I think I, I can't speak for you, but I know for me, my worth was liking to my capacity or ability to do for others. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to a place of not being able to, I actually hurt myself more than the initial um, psychotic break because I was putting so much pressure on my brain to still be able to help, to still be able to talk to someone, to still be able to, to, to show kindness and care when I wasn't able to do that for myself, that I actually broke my brain more. Oh, wow. And I think that part of, for me, part of it was like, well, this is my personality. This is who I am. And, and it's, it's no, it's a gift that I was given. It doesn't define me. It's something that I'm able to do. And, and you saying that it, it's yes, like I was able to survive all this stuff, even before that, all the all the other sexual assault that happened, racism that's that I've experienced, all that other stuff. I think that oftentimes 
because it happens to so many folks who look and love like me that I don't perceive it or they have it worse than I've had it. I don't perceive it as something that I've survived. I've perceived it as something that happens to everyone, but not everyone can take it and turn it into or find ways to find joy in it and still find ways to see humanity in other people. And also, like you said earlier, forgive them. Not for them, obviously. But I think even just that forgiveness piece, and I I think part of what I've been moving into is I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to still be mad as shit at you, right? Like, (laughs) I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to still... earned my anger Mm -hmm. I have worked hard to get where I I I am and be the kind of person I am how dare you take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and 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 turn my love into poison to the point that I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that again And, and you don't, it, it, it all, it all takes time. Again, I, right. I say, you know, I, I went through, through everything that I went through and it was, and a lot of it also, it was, it was, it was strange because I had to really go, go back. Some of, some of those horrible things that happened to me prior to those two instances, I hadn't healed from them. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I will say that today, um, I have healed from them because I did the work during that time mm. and um, now I'm doing the work that I need to do to heal from the stuff that happened now in the more the more recent trauma and I think that that's where you know you you it, it, it takes time it, it it's a journey it took me eight months to to even go back into wanting to to do this work again. I went back and forth on whether I wanted to do it. And then when I went back to saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do because I felt um, it was my purpose and because um, my spiritual guides were telling me, you need to go back. This is what, this is your purpose in life. Um, it was gradual. <laughs> it was very gradual because I was scared of overworking myself, of overburdening myself. Of, of hearing the stories and them, and those stories impacting me again. And I gradually, I gradually went in. It wasn't overnight and it, it, it was a process. And so, you know, you, I hear you when you say that. And I, and I love when you say that, that the anger is valid because I, I sometimes when I get angry, I definitely hear you in my head saying, you know, the anger is valid. So I don't beat myself up over that. I'm like, no, that, that was messed up. And the anger, it's all these anger is valid. Um, and I have a right to be angry. I just, you know, need to, need to know when to let it go. Yes. Because I, I need to know when to let it go because holding on to it for a long time is not good either. So every now and then when it resurfaces, I, I let myself, go work through that anger and then I release it and that was a process as well because there were many times where I was where I was angry and um and I did some things that you know I didn't hurt anybody but I did some things that I'm not um proud to say um I will say one of the things I did and then I was like you know what it's okay because they actually have places that you go and you pay to break shit 
I went to my mm-hmm. backyard and I grabbed the pot that I had back there and I picked, picked it up in the air and I slammed it and I broke it. I left it right there. I walked away and I felt good afterwards because I was able to release some of that anger in that way. But I left it there. I didn't keep carrying it with me. I didn't go back and say, now I'm going to break more shit or I'm going to go upstairs and break stuff too. I, I left it there. Okay. I, I, I did that in the moment because that was a way that I had to release some of this anger because some people did not allow me that closure that I wanted. So, you know, how, how do I, how do I close? How do I release that anger and, and not continue to, to, to navigate the world with it inside of me? Mm. but it it is a process and and everyone every individual needs to you know figure out how to how to release it for themselves as long as you're not hurting any other person any other human being um you know do do what you need to do to heal Mm. do what you need to do to heal don't don't carry that with you you know for for that long it's 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 gonna it's gonna resurface at times and you're gonna need to to know how to how to release it um, in a good way. You need to learn how to release it in a good way. That is... That is difficult. <laughs> it's, it, and that's and I think that's one of the biggest things that I like want folks to take away is like, this shit is not easy. There is no... No part of it is easy. Even when I'm talking to my therapist, I'm like, can I, can I stop now? Like, like I, like our last session, I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I, I, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. There's only so much I can handle. And she's like, yeah, you're going to run away. We know that we know, we know, we know what's going to be. And then you're going to come back and do it again. And I think Millie, something that you said that just really took me is it's, it's gradual. Mm-hmm. And I know me, I'm like, no, 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 absolutely not. I want it now. I want to know. I want to know what's going to fix it now. I'm a Virgo. I have to plan. There has to be, you know, you laugh at me about my planners. <laughs> like, I need to know when am I going to be fully healed? When is it going to happen? Right. And I think that um, part of what happened too is a lot of the trauma I experienced, I didn't actually fully process. Right. I didn't actually recognize it as trauma. I'm like, oh, it's just a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And when I'm telling my stories, telling things I've talked about, folks are like, oh, oh that's not <laughs> that's abuse, friend. Like, that's not something like that happened. Like, that's not OK that someone did that to you. That's not OK that someone said that to you. And I think the more internal work that I, I do and the more I talk to you, honestly, I realize, oh, there's parts of me that are broken. There's parts of me that are not healed and they're not healed because I don't, I haven't stopped to recognize it. And I think that there is no way to receive authentic external love if you're not loving yourself internally. If you're not giving those parts of you, those wounded, hurt parts of you, that love and that care. And again, I think the takeaway is not easy none of it is easy it's not easy Um, and don't rush it don't don't rush it the same way you know I said when I went when I thought you know when I said okay I'm ready to 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 date and I went there again you know I dove deep and I'm like I'm ready I'm gonna go and I started doing the same mistakes again and I had to take some steps backwards and be like no you know this is this is not something that you rush 
And it's the same thing with your healing journey. It's not something that you rush. Do the do the work. It takes time, and it'll gradually start all coming together. Mm. So for folks, for someone who, let's say, is in a bad place, has does not know what to do next, right? When you say do the work, what is one of the biggest steps that you think needs to be taken? The, one of the big steps that needs to be taken is is looking internally because mm-hmm. we as as people very often when someone hurts us and and you know and, and it's understandably we say that person hurt us that person did this to us and and you know they're 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 the they're the bad one that's and that was horrible that they did that to me and yes those things are all true anyone that hurts you it is horrible you know but you need to do the internal work to see is is there or was there something, was there a red flag that showed up? Was there something that could have been avoided? Was there, you know, did you, should you have taken your time? Did you rush into the situation? Mm. That, and this is why you, you ended up there. Um, I think that's the biggest step and, and, and the most difficult because we, we, we don't want to, you know, ego says, you know, we, this was done to us and, and, and we're these great humans as we are, because we are the healers and we're great humans, but you know, what, what did I do? You know, what, what role did I play? And, and, and I don't want to say that in every instance that, that, that's true, but, um, in most they are. And I will also say that, you know, when I, I, I did do a lot of work from the past and I'm also a sexual assault survivor and, um, it was very difficult for me to go through that. But I was able to see how how I put myself, and I won't say that what they did to me was was right or that I put myself in that situation, but I I, I saw how I could have avoided certain things, and mm. how they were red flags that I could have avoided, mm. and I think that that's that that's key to me now. I I go wherever I show up now, whenever I meet a new person now, I am observing, I am I I. I'm, I'm doing less talking uh, and more listening because people do can show you who they are um, just by the things that they say. And I'm really observing it and saying, you know, who, who am I allowing back into, into my circle? And, and I found that doing that, all the right people are showing up. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's just all these right people are now all of a sudden showing up. I think that I'm being more more protective as I should and more conscious. I'm not I'm not allowing myself to get in that unconscious state where my guard is down. I'm being more conscious of of who's around me, what they say, who's around them, um, and and who I allow into into my circle because mm. I'm going to keep my circle tight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We learned the lesson. I listen. That's the one thing that I've learned is. If you don't want to listen to the little whispers that the universe mm-hmm. gives you, she's just going to shout. <laughs> yes. And I don't want to be yelled at again. I learned my lesson. <laughs> um, I, Millie, I just want to thank you so much for being vulnerable on this platform. I want to thank you for sharing your testimony, sharing your experience. I think that even just like, in all of our conversations, I learned so much from you and have healed from some of the things I experienced. But even just you talking now, I'm like, that's right. I've been doing the work, but I have not 
been taking my time. I think that I have been rushing to get to the good parts, <laughs> rushing to to have the what's you know the 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 parts that that makes it all worth it. Like I went through all of this for this this thing here, versus we went through some bad stuff. We want we want good now. It's our turn. <laughs> It's understandable. It's our turn. We we went through some horrible shit. We want we want the good now. So so it makes sense that we're trying to rush that because it's like okay, we you know we did that. We now we want the good to start showing up and we want to rush it. But but it'll come. It it will come. It will come and all the right people will show up. And and when the wrong people show up, you'll know that they the wrong people. And you're mm. like nope, peace. You're not, you're not getting that to go. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things is I I have not been chasing anybody. I haven't been texting first. I have not been. I'm just here, minding my business, playing with my cat, working on my novel, doing my job. Like, I'm here doing these things. If you want to show up and show interest and then you know, chase me. Cause that's what I, that's what I want. And I think too, my mom's boyfriend has just been raising the bar higher and higher. And I'm like, that's what I want. That nice. right there, that is what I want. If that is not what I am seeing, that is not the energy that is coming towards me. I'm okay. It doesn't belong to me. And I think that that is how you get the love that you seek is by mm-hmm. Seeing it, understanding it, understanding, like you said, the pieces of you that has settled for less and why you've settled for less. I think a lot of it is attached to the trauma, the unhealed trauma that folks have, and then just waiting for it. I think that's part of it is just having to be patient, having to take your time, doing more internal work. When things from the past come up, start jogging, start, you know, finding whatever works for you. And I think that's one of our biggest things that we talk about is, is there's no one way to heal. There's no one way to give, receive, or expect love. But unless you're doing that internal work, unless you are taking your time and being patient, it's not going to come. It's not going to come or you're going to repeat past mistakes and I'm not mm. willing to go back there. I'm moving forward. <laughs> Retweet to not willing to go back there. Yes. No. <laughs> not again. Absolutely. Mm-mm. And this goes not even just for romantic love. It also no. goes for platonic love. It also goes for familial love. Like there's sometimes this family members, you have to be like, I love you from a distance. Mm-hmm. When you were in my life, you add to the chaos, you add to the self-destruction, and there is no way for us to have community together that does not result in me carrying more weight than I need to. And I think that's one of the hardest lessons. And that doesn't mean I don't love you, but you you have to put in the work for yourself. Yes. Because if I can't if I can't be around you, that that says something because of because if you are my family member and I can't be around you and I love my family my family is always first um and I can't be around you then you you need to do the work this Mm -hmm. I I did the work it's not it's not easy it's not easy yep 
I love that. And that's something that my mom has talked to me about when I was like, listen, I can't help my sister any more than I already have. I can't. She's like, well, maybe did you ever think that she needed help? I'm like, mommy, where, where was she when I needed help? (laughs) Where was anyone else when I needed help? You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it works the same way. I can provide the same resources that I've been using. I can provide the same access, the same numbers, but you know, when, when I experienced what I experienced, if it wasn't for you, I would not have made it. Mm-hmm. And she's Thank someone... God for your mommy and for my children. <laughs> Listen, and I, I actually was just talking to her earlier and was crying. I was like, mommy, I'm so grateful for you. You are a good mother. Cause she, not only does she say, not only does she use my name and my pronouns just because I'm like, Hey, this is what I use. She seeks to completely and fully understand and if she can't understand, she'll try to figure out why by herself and then say, hey, can you answer this for me? You know, and I think that or she'll talk to Jade without me paying attention, like without me knowing, you know, and I, I think that is how someone shows love to me is I want to make sure that I am caring for you properly, addressing you properly. Even you did that. And I was, I, I was just blown away, right? Without you having to even know, like, w- like without you even knowing that, that that wasn't even something I knew that I wanted or, or cared about, right? And I think that, that that is the love that I seek, is a love that, I don't have to beg for, I don't have to say, right. I just, I'm just getting things that I didn't even know I needed. Um, Because they have that deep affection and care for you that they're, they're, they're going to, 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 to do the work, to know what is it you like and to know what is it you need. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Millie, I, I just appreciate you. I would love for you to come back because you honestly, you are out here giving full sermons <laughs> <laughs> on the pulpit on this Sunday, even though it's going to be released on um, Valentine's Day. And I just hope that I hope that I hope that the love you deserve finds you. It will. It will. I, I feel it. It's coming. It's coming. I feel it. And, and maybe that'll be when I come back. Mm. <laughs> Listen, that would be a good part too. That would. That I'm would here be a for great it. part too. I'm here for it. Here I'm here I am for with it. my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so honored to be in community with you. I'm so honored to have access to you. And I know that all of our listeners are also very thankful for your experience and for your wisdom. Um, is there any last words that you have for folks? No, no, I don't. I think we covered so much. It's just, you know, it's not, it's not easy. Do the work, y'all. Do the work. You're investing in yourself. Mm. And, and you can't continue to invest in everyone else. You need to, you need to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even just for me, I bought myself a ring that I wear um, just to remind myself that I am with me and 
whoever comes along has to add to what's already here. Um, So I love that. Everyone who's listening, I appreciate you. I know Jade appreciates you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Um, And as always, I'm your resident Virgo. And remember to come back and get fed. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.